Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome to Brick by Brick a podcast produced by Move Your Mind, committed to changing the construction industry, one conversation at a time. A really important word when it comes to making change in mental health and any other area is sustainability. Michelle Nation is the General Manager of Health, Sustainability and Climate at John Holland. She talks about mental health in the construction industry, what they are doing at John Holland to improve the climate and sustainability of the future, and shares her own insights on a number of topics. If you'd like to find out more, you can go to nickbrax.com or you can purchase the Movie Mind book at nickbrax.com book. Michelle, thank you so much for making the time to come on the podcast. Really appreciate the work you're doing and uh, you're telling me before you're listening to the podcast during COVID, which means a huge amount. And also we connected that, you know, you're, you're living in the same sort of area that I grew up in. So it's a, it's a small world in Melbourne, isn't it? It's, um, everyone's connected in some sort of way. Yeah, very much so. And interestingly, as much as Australia's a really big country, construction's actually a really small industry as well. So I always say to my team, if you haven't worked with someone or for someone, you'll be working with them in the future. And I think that's still very much true today. Yeah, it's such an interesting point and it's, it sort of seems that way in so many parts of the world, whether it's an industry or a city you're in or wherever it is, it's, it can seem such a big thing from the outside. Or I've been living in New York and it's such a big, overwhelming city. But then once you live there, it almost seems small in other ways because you see the same people around and you, I don't know, it's just once you sort of dive into something you um and get into the nuance of it, you see how small a lot of these things are um, in a good way. So uh yeah it's and it's a it's such an important industry and uh it's been crazy since we started having these conversations just how much response we've had just by i guess talking to different people in the industry and um having conversations that i guess probably haven't happened that much through a podcast format and um it's really made us more passionate as well about getting involved in the construction industry just seeing you know how great of an industry it is and uh, how many changes are happening in it and, you know, things we'll touch on about um, females being more represented in the industry and, you know, all these different areas. And I think it's just so important that we that we talk about it and educate people. It really is a, a amazing how broad this industry is and how many it touches. I'm, I'm really lucky. I've got a, a lot of family and, and friends that work in the industry, but even a couple of weeks ago I was sitting not that it's a nice topic, I was sitting at a funeral and the people sitting behind me were chatting about, oh, when do you go back to work? He said, oh, I'm actually working on that, uh, on something around the project. I sort of leant in listening and he said, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, I'm still on that Melbourne Metro project as well. And I sort of wanted to slide around, not that it was the right time, and say, that's my project, I look after that as well. So you, you don't realise how broad it is either from, you know, suppliers and, and um, just general people that are touched due to the mm. sheer size of our industry as well. It has a really broad, broad impact. Um, my husband was saying this morning, because he's also in the industry, he's got his name on his shirt 
And he said, oh, the nicest lady who gets my coffee every morning. And, and she always says, Damien, oat latte? And he thought, oh, that's really good. And then he said he got in the car and looked and realised <laughs> his name's on his shirt. So, you know, even the people that make our coffee are impacted by our projects and where they're located. Yeah, that's, that's actually something that's come up so many times on this podcast where people are, you know, so proud to be part of these projects and also it's connected and it's sort of a such an it's tangible where so many things in life now you know even this where we're on a screen and it's great that we can connect but so much is intangible so much is technology and the fact that these are you know you can look at these projects they're you know they're binding people together it's such a refreshing thing i think to be part of and it's uh yeah, i don't know it's something that i've just heard every interview pretty much people have when they're talking about the the benefits of the industry and the things that you know really um, excite them about being part of it. It's something that comes up a lot of the time. And I think it's pride. Like for me, yeah. I, I get, you know, so much pride out of looking at things we've built because, like I said, you can physically see or touch them or, or show them off. And growing up in the west of Melbourne many years ago, I was involved in the um, West Footscray train station redevelopment, which is just a beautiful sounds really crazy, really beautiful piece of architecture in quite a, a um, older area of Melbourne. And, and I used to drive past with the kids or or I worked for the train company and they had a big M on the side and I used to say, oh, they're mum's trains, mum's trains, you know, with the big M or, or the station, I'd say, you know, running joke, oh, mum built that all by herself um, because, <laughs> like I said, like you say, you can touch it or you drive over a bridge or, or on a new train or, you know, even walking in, I, I took a group of um, – senior females into the Westgate Tunnel project recently just before the the breakthrough and and I take it for granted to agree that the size and scale of some of the infrastructure we build but this was a, a bunch of amazing women but they were the, you know lawyers in all different backgrounds and they were like little kids with Tonka trucks these huge bright eyes saying this is amazing can I take photos can I FaceTime my kids and and selfishly I'm like are they daughters can <laughs> please yeah. show them off show them the amazing <laughs> scale but like I said you, I'm always in awe of what what our teams build and what they construct but when you get to show it off even when it's in that you know interim phase it was really um, humbling to see people just walking through saying this is so cool what you're building and you know I've got the luxury of sort of traveling around Australia and seeing different communities and and how we're having an impact not just because of the infrastructure we build but the communities that we're working in. Yeah, it's such an amazing thing and and there really is something in just being able to, you know, see these projects and the magnitude of them is is incredible. So it's uh yeah, no a really really great thing. So on on that note, um are you able to tell us a little bit about what your role is and how you came to be doing what you're doing? Yeah, I think I'm like a lot of people in construction. I probably haven't followed a, a traditional route necessarily. So my current role, I'm the general manager for health, sustainability and climate with John Holland. And I look after the major projects and the infrastructure projects around Australia. But as much as my role um, is now in that space, I actually started doing an environment degree as an undergraduate and sort of tripped through different roles or, or just said yes to lots of different roles and really thought I was going to sort of save the planet. And back then it was very much about trees and plants and birds and the environment. And here I am sort of, I feel like I've almost come full circle and we're, we've got this 
absolute call to arms around climate change and the planet as a whole, that it's as much as our, our birds and plants and trees are still really important, my role and my position now looking at the sustainability is really at the forefront and it's an exciting and um, scary place to be in looking at, at where we are, you know, as as a planet and having two teenage daughters looking at what we need to do as an industry to really step up and step up quickly, I think, is the, is the challenge. You know, they say that um, about 40% of the greenhouse gas emissions comes from the built environment. So not only is it a challenge, but it's a huge opportunity. And, and with that comes some really exciting innovations um, and very smart people that are getting their chance to to impact what what we're building and how we build it yeah well i mean that yeah it really is it's an opportunity to make such such an impact and and like you're saying it's something that uh, i guess we all know climate change is a big issue but a lot of the you know the stuff you're talking about there i think a lot of people wouldn't wouldn't be aware of so i guess are you able to give a little bit more information on um the problem when it comes to climate change in the industry and and I guess um, the positives of you know where it's where where you're trying to take it to. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the biggest challenges is as much as we innovate and we change and we we develop in the industry that we work in, we we still really rely quite heavily on concrete and steel. So when we're looking at products, there's a, a huge driver at the moment, and we're working really collaboratively with a, a lot of. Um, research and development teams and I know a lot of my amazing team are working with universities and and looking at product substitutions or product changes so the the best way we can really make that impact is in those really early days of, of design and how we're looking at what we build and where we build, build it but the the good thing is that's a conversation now that's being had up front so the research and development piece, I think, is going to move really quickly in Australia and outside of Australia because the demand's there and not just mm. by our industry, but the next generations are coming up and they're, they're looking for this change and, and they'll expect it. Yeah, that's exactly. They'll expect it and they probably just won't, the next generations just won't accept it not to change, is, which is, you know, such a positive. Mm, and it's interesting because I started my career predominantly in the, the safety space and safety or, or OHS as we used to refer to it was very much, you know, making sure you had the right PPE on and obviously looking at, you know, mm. high-risk activities that we looked after people's safety and kept people safe on the job and managed the risk. And then over time it, it moved into uh, other areas like mental health and, and different spaces because those early OHS areas were just a given. It was a given that you would keep people safe when they come to work. And mm. I think things like mental health and that broader sustainability piece, we're really seeing that move into just an expectation of people that if I come to work, here are the the building blocks or what I expect from you as my employer or or the the people providing me with the work. So it, like I said, it's an exciting space to be in. It's just um, making sure that we're moving fast enough as an industry. And is that overwhelming? I mean, it's exciting, but it's just such a monumental task. I can imagine it would just be never-ending, all-consuming. You probably and you probably have to 
also, you know, when we talk about mental health, you probably have to be careful to not burn yourself out and keep balance and not let it be all consuming. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, very much. And, you know, whether you say eat the elephant or boil the ocean, you sort of want to do everything tomorrow. And, and I guess that's part of my personality as well is I want to, I want to make change. I want to fix it. And I want to do that for, you know, my kids and my teammates and everything else. But it, it can be really overwhelming. I think our industry is traditionally known as somewhere where, you know, we work hard, we work long hours, you know, someone like myself, I travel a lot with work. Um, COVID was a perfect example. My phone was on 24 hours a day and we were changing legislation and environments and, and things every day and you, you had to adapt and work to it. And even now, you know, I, I respond to um, incidents or, or challenges that people may have on the projects. So my, my phone's always on and, and you're right, sometimes you know, I, I can be honest and say sometimes it is really, really overwhelming. And we, we started this chat saying that I listen to podcasts when I walk the dog or, or go for a run and and finding that balance sometimes is hard. So all the best intentions around my own mental health or my team's mental health is great, but sometimes you do find that physical impact where you've just done too much and you've tried too hard or, or just haven't listened to your body or, or haven't listened to your mind. And I'm really, really lucky. I've got a, a very supportive family, but I've also got some amazing teammates. And I say team, they're, they're not my employees or my work, they're, they're my team. And mm. even on Friday night, I was interstate last week with work, which was wonderful. And I'm very much a connection person. So I love being on site not just to see the cool infrastructure, but also talk to people and see how the team's going. But Friday night, you know, my flight was delayed and I had all these things on my mind of what I needed to do and I sat down on the couch and just one of my team said, yeah, it's a bit of a running joke, but she said, hey, boss, hope you're okay, you know, watch the cats this weekend or, or whatever. And just to know that you have that support really does make a difference and this is something I try and foster in my team um, and I'm, I'm – still a bit of work in progress with the kids, but I'm trying to sort of really encourage them that, you know, that that's okay. You don't have to, um, you know, especially because their world's very different to ours now. They're just connected yeah. to their phones. So, but to have someone actually just say, hey, boss, have a great weekend or hope you had a good week is, um, is really important because that mental health balance can be pretty tricky sometimes. Yeah, exactly. It's such an important thing. And it's just those little things that make a big difference in that sense of connection and community and and having that environment fostered it, it really does help in on so many levels um it's just yeah it's a, a super important thing and something that we need to need to nurture and i think also the point you said about um you know you'll try and maintain balance but you can't always maintain balance and no one can but i think having the awareness of it and being able to be honest with yourself about okay i'm getting to a point where i'm about to burn out i need to take a step back or do this and accepting that we're not going to always get it right and that doesn't matter but it's more about how can I have the right infrastructure around me and just be aware and, and do my best and, and you know try and always you know find as much balance as I can but accept also that it won't always be there. And, and I think it's about adapting too like I, I know my life has certainly changed from 
you know, I could run a lot harder or felt like I could anyway before kids or as my career progressed and, and those stress levels. So not necessarily the physical demands, but the mental demands got a lot larger. I felt that my my cup was a bit bigger in the past. I could do a bit more. So where going for a run once a day would be enough to sort of take the edge off or, you know, have a glass of wine with my sisters or whatever. I find now that I'm I'm looking for different things as well and I'm quite open to different things. And like I said, listening to the podcasts and, and music or things like that have been great. But even recently I've been reading a bit more around resilience and, and the just the mindful nature of our brains. And for someone who's incredibly competitive, it was for me, well, I'm not winning or I'm not getting it right. And giving yourself permission to say, okay, not a great week, not a great moment at work or not really proud of how that went down. But looking forward rather than looking back, I've found is something I'm still working on. But even in that mindful space, sometimes I walk the dog and I just leave the phone at home. And yeah. I do feel, maybe not as much as the kids, but I feel like I'm missing something. But not having music on or not having the phone, all of a sudden I'm, I don't know, talking to someone in the street or talking to the dog usually or, or looking. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. At the, you know, looking at the water or just, and then all of a sudden my brain's going, oh, don't forget when you get back, you need to prepare for that. You've got to do that report and you've got to do this. Hang on, just look at the water, look at the water. So that practice, like I said, certainly not there yet, but trying to be a little bit less hard on myself than I have been, which maybe comes with, with a bit of age. <laughs> but it's, yeah, and it's a work in progress. And I'm I'm similar to you where it's that perfectionistic competitive nature and always, you know, you, you strive for something, you get there, you look for the next thing, the next thing, it never ends. And and it's so so hard to find the balance with that, but it is. It's just about sort of trying to add these little things in, give yourself a little bit of time out occasionally and, and you know, it's a work in progress, but it's something, yeah, that we probably have to work on forever. Um, yes. And I when think it, from, oh, oh, yeah, sorry, sorry you go. No, I was going to say for me as I've become a manager and, and leading teams and leading people, I very much, and I'll blame my mum for this, but I, brand, hmm. I very much pride myself on being genuine. So if I am having a bad week, I'll actually sometimes say, I spoke to one of my team just before, she said, how was, your, how was yesterday? So oh, I'm having a bit of a tough day actually. And being genuine I think is really important. And, and sometimes, you know, I'm may not be as polished as I want to be as a as a senior leader, but being genuine, it gives your team, gives my family, it gives my friends sort of the permission to be genuine as well because previously I remember growing up, my, my parents were always, yeah, fine, fine, we're great, we're great. And, yeah. you know, my dad had a small business. My mum was a midwife, so sure she probably saw some challenging things, but it was such a weakness to say I'm having a bad day and, even in the way I deal with my teams, I try and be as genuine as I can. And 
sometimes in this industry it's quite hard being a female and being genuine because you kind of you don't want to be one of the one of the boys but you want to sort of be a bit of a you know senior leader and mm. it's not how I how I roll <laughs> this is me <laughs> and I think people appreciate that and that makes sort of your your mental health journey I think a little bit easier when people can see them when you're happy when you're sad when you're high when you're low and that genuine nature hopefully gives other people permission to do yeah. the same. Lendlease is proudly sponsoring the Brick by Brick podcast. They're committed to the health and safety of their people and those they work with and have been acknowledged externally for their focus on providing healthy workplaces. Lendlease is certified as a globally healthy workplace in recognition of their focus on employee health and well-being. In addition, Lendlease won the multinational employer category at the six global Healthy Workplace Awards. They have a holistic approach to health and well-being and continue to grow their focus around mental health. Lendlease genuinely care and are out there not just to make a difference in their organization, but in construction and society as a whole. We're very proud to have Lendlease as a sponsor of the Brick by Brick podcast. Absolutely, and it makes you more of a leader, especially you know, with with females in the industry and that, you know, being a talking point and something that, um, well, actually, I want, one of the things I want to ask you about, how, what are you seeing with that change of female females in the industry? It, traditionally, that it's been a very small percentage. Is that growing and what's happening in, in, that, in that area? Yeah, look, the conversation's growing and the awareness is growing, absolutely. So... Mm-hmm. Whereas I was traditionally quite often the only woman in the room, maybe there's two of us now, but unfortunately for me, I actually don't think it's as much a construction industry as it is a societal issue. Mm. Um, you know, I've got a sister who works in finance and she said the higher up the tree she got, the less and less females she saw, which you'd like to think will change over time. But if I look at our industry, my daughter's just started engineering and I said to her on the first day, oh, how many women were in the room? And she said, oh, I think I counted six or seven. And I thought she meant percent. She meant, no, no, Mm. six or seven women she was counting in the room. So we're still not quite getting it right. I think part of our challenge is um, a bit of that, if you can't see it, you can't be it. So the majority of project leaders in Australia, the majority of senior leaders in the construction industry still remain men, that's slow to change. But young women coming up both through trades and through that engineering front, the numbers are still quite low. So it really is something we need to focus on. We've got this huge amount of work coming. We've got an amazing pipeline. Like the renewables, like I said, back to the sustainability conversation, is so exciting as much as there's Mm. a massive climate change challenge. There's huge opportunities for renewable projects in Australia but we're not going to be able to deliver it with just the people we've got now and so we definitely need to to I hate to say the t-word we need to set some targets we need to set some really brave targets and we need to hold ourselves accountable because a lot of people will say oh they're just not out there well then unless we start being brave and you know thinking outside the square and and really challenging ourselves we're going to be having this conversation in 10 years time 20 years time 30 years time there's things we can do we've just got to we've got to really as I say put your shoulder to it and we've got to we've got to make a change because it, it is pretty slow to to see the change there's some companies doing some fabulous things 
I know at John Holland, you know, it is a huge focus of our business to really look at that gender equity and and provide transparency. And, you know, I, I don't know if I'll see it in my lifetime, but hopefully by the time, you know, my kids get out of school and hopefully one of them goes into renewables, which is what she's, what mum's encouraging, then, yeah. you know, maybe she'll, she'll see the change. Yeah, and you'll be part of that change. And, it, yeah, like you said, it's something that we need to not just talk about but actually see action and, you know, and ac- real action needs to be taken to make that change. So we we finish every episode with five closing questions. Um, these can be sort of whatever answer comes to mind um, and, you know, just, yeah, sh- short sort of answers, hopefully nothing, not going to throw you too far under the bus with these, but, yeah. Um, <laughs> The first one is... I still is, need a job after this. <laughs> <laughs> no, these, yeah, you should be fine. Um, the first one is, uh, what's your best childhood memory that comes to mind? Uh, it's it's not very OHSy, but my dad actually owned a petrol station and when we were kids, mum would drop us at the petrol station when she'd go off to the hospital and we used to collect the money. So it's in the good old days where they put the petrol in the car and you'd run out and you'd get the cash. That, that is one of my favourite because, A, we got to hang out with Dad and, B, I felt like I was part of a business. I was probably about five running across the <laughs> apron, but that was really cool to do that. That that was a pretty fun memory. I love that. I love those kind of memories. Uh, yeah, it's such an authentic sort of simple thing that we all, you know, they, they stay in your mind. Uh, so being a focus on mental health with this podcast, what do you think in the construction industry is the biggest um, issue when it comes to mental health. Thank you so much for supporting Move Your Mind. We're expanding the offerings of the organization and we're tailoring everything we do to suit you guys and to try and answer to all of your needs and the questions that you send in. The book is available globally. You can find all of the links at nickbrax.com book. And we've just released the Move Your Mind community. We've currently got a men's community group, a women's community group, a general group. We're going to be loading up other groups. And you can find all of the links at moveyourmind.me. This group's been created based on the needs of what we've heard and learnt throughout running Move Your Mind. And we have live events. We've got courses. We've got huge amounts of value. The ability to share information, share ideas work in groups together to, to grow and share your learnings, to learn about different topics. You get email reminders. There's a whole lot of features in there. We're constantly updating it, and we're so excited to share it with you. You can find all of the information about it at moveyourmind.me. I think one of the biggest challenges we've got is um, the hours that we work. So there's a, a really big focus at the moment looking at project delivery, five-day work weeks, and just almost not almost changing that paradigm of the fact that if you're not working 14 hours a day in the rain on a Saturday, then you're not productive. So so changing that mindset around how work is done and what productivity actually looks like, I think will be a, a big shift towards mental health because people will be able to spend more time at home, they'll get more sleep, they'll have more family time, they, they won't have partners, you know, challenged because they're at home with the kids. So mm. I, I do think the hours that we work and, and how we measure productivity will be a big shift in our industry and and it's happening. And you, yeah, well, you've, so you've answered part of the next question. Um, do you see mental health improving in the industry and in 10, 20 years' time, where do you see that going? Do you see big change happening? 
Oh, I think mental health is changing and has changed immensely since I joined the industry. It is uh, every site you go on to now, it, it's a conversation topic. There's training, there's visibility. The, the stigma is absolutely melting away and that's huge. We're, like I say, we're a predominantly male-dominated industry and if we and we make up a huge part of employment in Australia and if we can have, you know, people at work openly talking about mental health, let alone changes even in legislation around, you know, psychosocial risks and, and things that once upon a time we either didn't talk about or didn't measure is now an, an ex- expectation of the workplace and, and that's huge. I think it's mm. changed immensely. It's amazing to hear, yeah. No, it is such a so great to see that change. So I've got two more questions here. Um, what's your personal definition of happiness? Oh wow! I think for me, it it's a bit cliche. My family, my family makes me happy, but also balance. So if I yeah. can, if I'm balanced, I'm happy, and that balance isn't necessarily time at home it's it's quality time with the family and my friends and work when I have balance (laughs) which does happen that that's happiness for me I love that well final one what are you most proud of I I'm really proud of my journey and my team's journey so and I say, you know, I, I say that because my team makes me happy every day. I've got quite a big team that look after health, sustainability and climate. And I'm so proud of what they do. They, they step up when we've got really big challenges, but they are also uh, quite human and, dare I say, take the piss out of one another when, when we need to and, and have a laugh because I think if you can laugh and support one another, work's good life's good and you feel valued great answer i love that and it is such an important thing and actually final thing you mentioned something about the football before um are you a cat supporter you mentioned the cats i am a huge cats i am i've got two kids um and both my my husband's a carlton supporter but when we had the girls uh it was around the time so i'd never seen a grand final and the two 2007 grand final was happening and both my one was in my tummy but both my girls are cat supporters and one of them turned around and said how come we don't barrack for the blues this was a couple of years ago i said well you can barrack for the blues if you want and they looked at the ladder and went nah we'll still barrack for the cats <laughs> <laughs> i love your that oh, well- I like you even more now. Yes, I'm a Geelong supporter. So um, I, my mum's the only one that's not. She's a Melbourne supporter. But we basically grew up with football being a religion. And I was at the yeah. 94, 95 grand final as a sort of eight-year-old crying on my dad's shoulders. And then yeah. obviously saw all the, you know, the recent years where they've had all the success. And, um, yeah, it's been a huge part of my life. So And we're um, back. Very, we're back. And, and back we're back. Season. Yep. I mean, amazing last year, obviously. And then, yeah, I couldn't believe it, the turnaround this season. They're on, you know, they've found form again. So I was a bit nervous. Yeah. It was a bit of a rocky start. A bit of a rocky start. But, um, yeah, no, I do love the cats. That's a, a family favourite here, except the kids hate coming home when mum's watching it because I'm a bit vocal. But um. <laughs> you got to be. you got to be. Good for the mental health. It's a good way to let Absolutely. some emotion out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, Michelle, thank you so much for making the time to come on here. I've really enjoyed talking to you. Very glad you're a cat supporter. And um, yeah, I think, I think our listeners will take a lot out of it. So I appreciate you making the time. 
That was a lot of fun. Thank you. Thanks so much. Thanks to Michelle Nation for joining me today for Brick by Brick. If you'd like to learn more, you can go to nickbrax.com or you can purchase the Movie Mind book at nickbrax.com slash book. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.